Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and today we are going to talk about how to create your miraculous life. But before I get into that, I would like to invite you to get to know your own miraculous self a little bit better and take the What is Your Number One Superpower Quiz. You can find that at superpowerquiz.us. Give me 60 seconds, and I will give you insight like you've never had before. So... Now that I've extended that invitation to you, I'd like to introduce you to our guest, Wendy Darling. She is the founder of the Miraculous Living Institute with more than 35 years experience as a relationship and transformational results expert. Wendy has created a unique and innovative system, the Miraculous Living Method, that allows people to get the results they want with greater ease and speed. She works with all aspects of relationships, singles who want to finally attract love into their life, couples who want to replenish their relationship, and the relationship with your body and health, business owners and executives and their personnel to strengthen the team for greater productivity and profits. She's the number one selling author of Create Your Miraculous Life, It's Never Too Late, and The Miracle That Is Your Life. Wendy's clients repeatedly refer to her as their personal fairy god mother for assisting them in turning their dreams into reality, regardless of where they are in life. Welcome, Wendy. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. Oh, thank you. I'm delighted to be with you. Ah, you know, we are all about miraculous things and law of attraction. And I know some people kind of get stuck in that process. And I'm going to dig into that with you more as we go through this. But I also know you didn't start as like this fairy godmother type person. So <laughs> what was life like before? Yeah, so um, in my world, it, it actually is before my accident, after my accident. So I will speak to the before. As you mentioned, this is actually now just the very beginning of my 41st year of uh, since I started my own business. And there were even years before that excuse me. And um, my career, I ended up, well, I first started out as a sixth grade teacher, got in trouble a lot with my principal because I loved creativity and expression in the classroom. And he wanted everything quiet. And I had 45 sixth graders and just breathing, it wasn't going to be quiet. Yeah. No. And then I went back to college and I got a couple of graduate degrees in counseling psychology and management and organizational development and took a position right out of graduate school as dean of students for a program called Semester at Sea. I was 28 at the time and um, and bold and naive (laughs) together. (laughs) It's Uh, a heady and dangerous combination. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So we lived on a ship. We had 700 plus co-educational students representing all different universities across the United States, plus some international students. And we lived on a ship and we sailed around the world. And it was truly an extraordinary experience. It's been over 40 years but it was life altering in itself. So when I got back, Dean of Students, it was only a one semester appointment. And when I asked about it, I remember whoever, the person in charge of hiring said, I said, well, can I do that again? And they said, oh no, you'll understand why. (laughs) And, And I did. It was the most exciting, fulfilling, and exhausting time I have ever experienced. And I was only 28, you know, when I had lots of energy. Yeah, youth and vigor and all that good stuff. <laughs> right. And so, um, I, Dean of Students was my long-term goal and fresh out of graduate school. <clears throat> and training and development was in infancy at that time. And I was uh, very fortunate that I ended up Uh, taking a position actually with the state of Missouri. We were over the whole 
we were in a department under the governor's office that oversaw all 15 departments. And so I did management and training. I ended up being head of the consulting arm of the business. And, and so it provided me with a wealth of experience because we didn't really have money. I had to learn how to create programs, obviously deliver them, facilitate that. And, and the consulting aspect was fascinating for me. My very first assignment, I was assigned to a computer programming uh, department in, in one of the divisions. And at that time, I hadn't even touched a computer, much less knew anything about it. So I'm, you know, I'm sweating practically thinking my career as a consultant has ended before it even began. Yes, because of this brave new world of computers. (laughs) And it turned out to be a really extraordinary gift because I've always been a very curious and inquisitive person. So I just went into this situation just asking questions. And the answers revealed themselves actually very quickly. And I remember leaving that very first meeting going, I think I like this consulting stuff. I recognized (laughs) I did not have to be the expert. I had to create the, the environment to really pull out the genius that already exists within that group or organization. And to this day, I really love that. So that's really what I was doing. And then in 1981, I started my own business um, doing predominantly that. And then 1990 is when things changed. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, Hmm, I'm, I'm really intrigued by when things changed. But before when things changed, a lot of times leading up to these moments, there are parts of your life that start to pinch like shoes that don't fit right. Was there anything going on in your life that that was like that as you were coming up to this turning point? Oh, probably. <laughs> um, first of all, um, in hindsight, I mean, while I was in the midst of it, I probably, I probably would not have um, thought so. I was very driven um, at that period of time. So I was working a lot and I was working a lot of hours. <clears throat> By that time, I was married. I had a very young child and I was traveling a lot. And I have to say, I was not taking good care of myself. Mm. And I, I was on contract with the Fortune 100 company. And at that time, um, I was drinking juices a lot because I was traveling, I was busy, and it was easy, and it was really not smart. And wow. Yeah. So I would say, you know, there was stressors in my marriage. I was either working a lot or focusing time with my son. So I was really neglecting my marriage. And quite honestly, I was neglecting me. Mm, Probably didn't know me quite that well back then. I was doing what I thought I should do. I did it very well. I was achieving a lovely level of what people would call success. And then life had... A different other, other plans. <laughs> so when you say you were drinking juices, I don't know why this pops out for me, but it does. Are we talking about like the the juices you give your three year old? Are we talking like uh, green juice, veggie stuff? No, definitely. This is a long time ago. This is you know over thirty years ago. <clears throat> no, it was just juices. I mean, it's not the kind of juices that we would possibly make today or yeah. drink. Yeah, it was just on the go, fast, easy, and very foolish on my part. Yeah, and probably sugar laden because <laughs> that's, that's how old school juice was. It's like, let's get you all the sugar. Okay, so take us to the turning point here. What mm-hmm. happened that things started to change? Yeah, well, um, you know, I guess I've never done things um, just so-so. 
you know, my, <laughs> my, my career, I, you know, I've been blessed, you know, especially at that time in my life, my career was very blessed. Uh, and as I mentioned, I've been juice fasting. I, I can't say I was juice fasting. I was drinking juices. And, um, and I started to go into chemical imbalance. I started getting sick. I started, my body started to reject the juice. I, it started rejecting food. And yet here I was, I was scheduled now. I was on a very intense um, travel schedule. And this one wonderful day in January, many years ago now, um, I was to fly from Texas where I was living to L.A. And I had a whole big group of managers waiting and executives waiting for me. And I, I was sick to my stomach, never even thought that maybe I should say, you know, I'm not feeling so well. So I, I go out. We should reschedule this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, never entered my mind. You know, I was superwoman, of course. And, um, and I went outside the Dallas airport to get fresh air and I passed out and I fell over a ledge and I fell approximately 25 feet. Holy shit. <laughs> Pardon my French. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was definitely an oh my goodness moment. Yeah, so I shattered my, uh, the good news is I landed on my right leg. The bad well, and thank heavens because you could have landed on your head. Right. The yeah. bad news is I landed on my right leg. Yeah. And so my right leg was shattered. Um, they didn't know at first if they were going to be able to save my leg, which they did. Um, I had several surgeries, reconstructive surgeries over um, about a 10-month, 11-month period of time. Um, and during that time, I didn't know if I would ever walk again, which mm. I do. I also had some lower back fractures. I was later diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury that really went undiagnosed for a while because there was so much other trauma. I was going to say they were paying attention to the leg that was most obviously destroyed. And, right. Uh, and please remember that this was also 30 years ago. Yeah, they and didn't so, really concern themselves so much with that's TDIs. Right. Yeah, tra brain injuries just weren't on the top of the food chain. Um, well, and they didn't really know what to do with them 30 years ago. Uh, yeah. The good news is they do now. They do and now, thank heavens. <laughs> yeah, so um, what ended up, and then, so I'm in the hospital Around week four, my former husband comes, suitcases packed, <gasps> saying he no longer wishes to be married any longer. And I will, I will say, though, I take full responsibility for my portion that contributed to that decision. Yeah. However, we might agree that the timing was not exactly optimal. Not that yeah, it might not, be. Not for you, at least. <laughs> He's like, I want to get off this care train now. Yeah. yeah. And then when we ultimately went to court, um, he happens to be an attorney. And okay. he was awarded full custody of our son, who was only four at the time. Oh. And, and that's really when I broke into lots and lots of pieces. You know, between all the trauma of my accident and that, you know, prior to my accident, I got to say, I was fearless. People would ask me to do something. I was like, oh, sure. And I would always figure it out, whatever it might be. After my accident, I was so vulnerable. And, and then on top of this, you know, I snapped. And at some point after that, it was my mom, of, interestingly enough, of all people that said, suggested that maybe I might want to learn how to meditate. And at that time, quieting my mind was a complete oxymoron. Oh you know? my God, I, I feel you on this one because I went through a period where also meditation was suggested for me. And I can remember sitting down the first time and the squirrel inside my head went ape shit. <laughs> it was everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel you on the first round of meditation. So tell us how yours went. 
Yeah, so um, it was really interesting. I don't remember any longer, but um, I found somebody, I was living in Dallas at this time, and I found somebody that was teaching meditation in their home, just a small group of us. And I remember going to Michael after a couple of times, and I said, the instructor, and, and I said, it's really interesting. Every time I feel like my brain is going to relax, I get this urge to sing. And he said, well, sing. And I looked at him and I said, you don't understand. (laughs) People pay me to not sing. (laughs) They don't pay me, but they certainly request that I not do that. And so he just looked at me and he said, no, really, just see what happens. So I went back to my little place. I'm going to pause you here because we're up on our first break already. And I really want to know where this singing for the non-singer goes. (laughs) Uh, Those of you who have joined us today, we are so happy to have you here with us. And I would invite you to grab your pen, grab your piece of paper, and take a little look back through your life um, at the different setbacks, quote unquote, that you've had. the devastating accidents, the things that changed your life in truly profound ways. Make a little list of what those things were and also make a little list of what opened up for you after each of those because there are always places that open up for us that were not available before those events. And hang with us, we'll be right back from the break. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guaranteed, it will be the best hour of your week. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here with Wendy Darling. And before the break, she was telling us about recovering from falling off of a 20-foot high, I don't know what you want to call it, platform, embankment, whatever, at the airport, uh, and then going through this long recovery process without her spouse, who decided to divorce her at the time. So we were at the stage of your story where your mother had suggested meditating. And I'll let you go ahead and pick that up. (laughs) Sure. 
Well, as I mentioned, I, I started meditating and um, I told Michael, my instructor, you know, that every time I felt like my brain was going to start relaxing, I had the surge to sing. And he said, well, sing. And, and I shared with him, as I mentioned, I actually have people in my life that request I not do that. So his eyes probably rolled a bit. And he said, Wendy, just, you know, see what happens. So I went back to my little spot in his home and got into that space. And I actually allowed what is um, somewhat melodic sounds come out of me. And even immediately in that moment, for the first time in a very long time, not only did my mind start to relax, but so did my body. Mm. So I was living in Dallas at the time, and you know what they say is true. Everything is just a little bit bigger. So I had a really nice walk-in closet, and I was in the closet with all of this as well. But I would go into the closet, and I would do that meditation and this singing stuff. And, and loved it. And then meanwhile, now I'm back at Michael's house and we finish our time together and I'm walking down the hall and I'm walking past another member of our small little group. And I turned to him and I said, you have a block around your heart. And I'm thinking to myself, well, where the heck did that come from? I was going to say, you were as surprised as he was. <laughs> I was. And what was a real gift, I continued walking down the hall. Um, the instructor's son, who was just a teenager at the time, but very gifted, very intuitive. I hear him way back behind me say to the very same person, you have a block around your heart. And it was a gift, but I'm still going what is happening to me? Yes. And so what this was all part of my awakening. You know, my sound healing is absolutely exceptional. I mean, I, I'm surprised that when I say exceptional, I mean how it supports other people, yes. how it melts away the interference in our energetic circuitry, how it melts away the heartaches, the hurts, the traumas, um, and so much more. And so, um, and yet at the same time, I really didn't understand what was happening to me because I was not this person prior. I've always been somewhat intuitive, probably more so than I realized. You know, my, I, I had a lot of feedback that I'm a really good diagnostician. I've always been able to see what's missing or out of alignment. And this was really the beginning of the birth of what is now the Miraculous Living Method. Mm -hmm. So the Miraculous Living Method is in part sound healing. Yes, but and the beautiful thing I've found about sound healing is that you can access things that people otherwise wouldn't be able to touch. It, it's oh, yeah. too hurtful, it's too deeply painful, it's too deeply buried. But the yeah. sound healing can go in there and start to loosen and move and release. Oh, absolutely. And that's part of what I love about my process. It's not just sound healing, so I'll, mm -hmm. I'll complete. But people don't have to relive whatever. Yes. You know, I have the ability of seeing where it's stuck or buried in their circuitry. And yes, we can bring a lot of love and allow it to very gently release itself, which is a gift. And then around the year 2000, I, after a conversation with one of my girlfriends, who's also a phenomenal practitioner, we were talking about um, uh, healing art, and she's very artistic. And, and so to cut to the chase, um, I said, have you ever thought about doing healing art? And she's like, no. And then I see her a couple more weeks and ask her the same question. She still knows. She said, you know, if you're seeing something in me, maybe something's wanted to be birthed by you. And so I began to bring through me these designs that also have a frequency. Mm -hmm. So the, the sound healing by itself is very effective. The transformational healing cards are also very effective. They too carry a frequency. 
But together, it creates a very unique system. So people will put their hands on the cards, listen if it's, if it's me or if it's a recording. And then when I work with people, I also get downloads or I also have a system that I can figure out what statements or affirmations they need to yes. strengthen their mind. And, and it's a beautiful way of letting go of that which is not really of you, that no longer serves you, and allows for you to actually be who you were designed to be, live the life you want to be living, and get the results that you want. That is lovely. Absolutely lovely. So... How did you begin to step down this this healing road? It's it's one thing to learn to meditate and to spontaneously give messages, but it's another thing to go, I'm going to hang out my woo flag and do this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at first, I just would, I worked with myself. I worked with my friends. You know, one time um, somebody said, hey, I'd really love to you know, just sit with you while you do that singing thing. Yeah, I was living with a married couple at that time. And, and Deborah was like, can I just hang out with you? I'm like, yes. Another time somebody said, hey, can, we do, can I come over and we do that? And, you know, I'd have a whole room full of people. So it just happened very organically. And then, you know, I decided to charge for it. Um, And people were getting really lovely results, which I'm very proud of. And um, it just, and as I mentioned, I'm used to designing programs. So instead of it being corporate related, it started to be more personal growth related. So I do tend to work with more entrepreneurs today. And because of my body of work, I'm able to help them with their business, the nuts and bolts of, but we can accelerate results because of the miraculous living method. So I help people raise their financial set point. I help them open up to receive. We dial up what I refer to as your magnetizer and your attraction factor. And so, and and if you look at your, you, the human being, as an energetic system that is kind of like a Rubik's cube with lots of moving pieces. Parts, yeah. We just we just get you back into alignment. So your inner guidance system, your intuitions really dialed up. So you know what your next step is and you can take it much easily, much easier. Much more easily. Something like that. Yes. <laughs> I love that really natural evolution that you have going on there. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I like that you mentioned also like the financial set point. I find that we have set points for different things in our life. You know, the the amount of drama, for example, in our interpersonal relationships, uh, the financial set point, there's a happiness or contentedness set point that I've noticed with people as well. Is this something that you've noticed in your work? Does that show up for you? Yeah, I'm sorry. That people have a lot of set points. For- oh, absolutely. For example, I have a program called The Miracle of Loving Yourself Lean. And, and just like financial set points, you know, that ceiling that you just can't get past The same is true for people that are wanting to release weight Mm. and their body has a comfort zone that regardless, maybe you'll release some weight, but then it'll come back up. So we're able to change that. And I think it's true in any area. I think the three primary areas happen to be money or wealth, career, that, um, your health and your love life. And so it, and they all affect each other. You know, if I'm not taking care of myself, it's impacting my career and my love life. If I really want a relationship, but I don't have one, or I'm in a relationship and it's stressful or you're going through challenging times, it can impact your health as well as, um, as well as um, your 
Yeah, your health and your your business and everything yes, is all thank tied you. together. I, I started to forget which <laughs> where I was going. Wait, career so, <laughs> career is yeah, what so we're it, reaching it's, for. But, and and I think that's why we have to look at things holistically, because it it just to segment one area uh, doesn't work. People will come to me, for example, for loving yourself lean to release weight. There's a whole lot of other things. People will come to me singles to attract love, but there is a lot that is that is under in the undercurrent. Yeah, so, exactly. Well, and I've sorry, I said I've noticed that um, your soul will will cause problems in the area that you're most likely to t- to pay attention to, and so if you're sensitive about your weight, you're going to pack on some weight. You know, if you if you taking your body for granted and your physical vigor for granted, it will take that away from you to get your attention sometimes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing that becomes really important is to know yourself, you know, and to be really connected with your body, to be connected with your intuition, because then you don't have to have dramatic experiences like I went through many years ago. And that's the other thing, you know, I think that's one of my driving forces of wanting to contribute to people is that I don't want anybody to suffer like I suffered at one point. And it took quite some time to unravel all of that. And so for that reason, you know, it, um, it just becomes really invaluable when we, that's why getting rid of the, the, interference for lack of other words yeah um but we also know enough about energy that it's not just interference it's just when we have that hurt that trauma that disappointment it it interferes in our circuitry and we have mm-hmm. to bring that back into alignment to to regain that connection yeah it it colors everything when what do I want to say? The unhealed wounds are sitting back there. When these, what do I want to say? The programs we absorbed as children remain hidden and unexamined. It really does kind of come out and, and mess up everything. <laughs> yeah, but the good news for a lot of people today is, um, you know, we've come a long, long way from the days that I was trained in counseling psychology <clears throat> to what. I and many others can offer today. And I have to say I'm very proud and grateful for the gifts I've been given um, that um, it's not just release work. It's not just release work. It's, um, it's also retraining the mind and dialing up your intuitive gifts. So that makes a difference. And um, for that, I'm grateful. You know, it's fun. And yeah. very rewarding when I see people make more money and, you know, their businesses grow. It's delightful when I see people release their weight and it happens so organically and naturally. And, you know, the little matchmaker in me is thrilled when singles um, attract love into their life. Because I think underneath all of this, And the reason that my book is titled Create Your Miraculous Life, it's never too late. It it is, first of all, it's never too late. But also, if there's a desire in your heart, I want to emphasize it's your truth. Mm -hmm. It's something within you that's calling you forward in life. And, and yes, it may not feel clear, it may not feel comfortable, but it is your truth. And that's part of your job in your journey, is to follow the yellow brick road to allow that to materialize. Mm, I love that. I love that. My father actually didn't find his, what I want to say, his life partner, his love, until he was over 50. So yeah, it's it's never too late. And they had a great many wonderful decades together. <laughs> oh, I've I know people in their seventies and eighties. Yeah. And exactly. I've had a client recently that got married for the first time in her mid fifties. 
There so you go. It's, so it's my own never, never too late. Exactly. And we are up on our second break already. Thank you to everyone who's joined us here today. Uh, grab your pen, grab your paper, and look at those areas that you found earlier where things had opened up for you. And spend a few minutes acknowledging what came to you through those experiences. I know a lot of times it's very easy to get caught up in it. There was drama, there was trauma, there was setbacks, there was all this negative stuff. I want you to kind of just blow the negative stuff away and see what's underneath that. What is the wheat that's left underneath that, the gift that came from having gone through all of the drama and the trauma? And hang with us, we'll be right back from the break. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with Wendy Darling still. And we are discussing how her work started to finally come together and come out into the world. And I know your, your process has matured now. Tell us a little bit about how you're, how you're working differently than you were before. You mean corporate versus miraculous? Well, yeah, some of that and, and your approach with people personally as well. Well, I think there's still some similarities because I've always been interested in somebody else's world, whether I'm working with an organization or an individual, because I hold the belief that there is in an organization, for example, that the genius of what needs to transpire already exists in that group or the organization. And the same is true if I'm just working with an individual. So my job is, first of all, to create an environment, to make it safe, to allow that to emerge. So let's just talk about individuals for right now. So what I first do when I work with people is I have what I call magic wand time. Oh, you, I love magic wands. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And, and so, as I mentioned, I have these transformational cards, and I have probably about 100 of them, and they're titled, all titled very differently. And so, what I do in that process is people will intuitively pick a card, and, we, and with whatever that topic is, they connect with that card and the energetics of it, and we create their vision. And we create their vision in 10 areas. So we look at an overall vision, but then we look at things like your health and your home and your relationship and the other things. Then we take it a step further because it's great that maybe you want to have a home by the ocean or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But, but then they are to pick another card. And then this represents their mission. And it's the deeper meaning and purpose of why they want that home by the water and what that provides. So we do that with all areas from health, wealth, to love, career. And, um, and so my job has always been to listen for truth. I have a very fine-tuned listening. That has always been present. That's been feedback that I got in my early days of graduate school, as well as my corporate work, and I can hear when people are speaking the truth versus um, when they're not. And And when they're lying to themselves. I find a lot of people think they're telling the truth, but it's not actually the truth. It's just a lie they've gotten very used to. That's correct. So, So then, you know, It's really just step by step, as I mentioned, kind of readjusting the Rubik's Cube of who they are. So there isn't a a step by step like you come into my world, I come into your world. Mm. So we see how things develop and we're continuing to adjust. We're continuing to identify steps to take because it's not like you just sit on the mountaintop and meditate. You know, we all have to take action. Yeah. And I teach well, people. and I love that you step into people's worlds instead of inviting them into yours, because that I think is one of the big disconnects in personal development. Is you go off to some retreat or some whatever it is, and you learn a bunch of stuff that's not really directly applicable to to who you are and how you work in the world. Yeah, even in the retreats or groups that I've conducted in the past, we're still doing that. My work is very introspective and interactive. I, you know, I teach processes. I teach ways they can position themselves. But again, I work with the information that comes available through our interaction and working together. So it's not definitive in that way. Mm-hmm. I, I have, we just, it's, it's a very co-creative experience. It's a very, part, it's a very clear partnership. And as I've mentioned, I'm very grateful because people get exceptional results. I, as I've already mentioned, I see people who want love, attract love. I see people start making more money and, and really flourishing in their business. I've worked with women who have been significantly abused and literally in hours, they are freed from that. I've, I do work with people with health challenges. I don't talk about that as much, but I've seen phenomenal shifts. Yeah. And, and I've worked with children with learning disabilities that get freed. I remember there was one young boy that worked with me many years ago. I just loved this. Um, he was on the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, basically Asperger's. Yes. And so he had some real challenges, both in school and interpersonal relationships. He was a twin. His brother was Mr. Friendly and social, and he was awkward with people. Yeah. And um, his mom brought me to him, and we really did not work very much. Um, but he really found himself and his voice. And he ended up excelling in school, went, um, was offered 28 
full-time scholarships for football because he was he was initiating talking to coaches and everything held out because he really wanted to go to the university of texas in austin and they didn't do early whatever yeah and they they, or what have you yeah and he and today because of facebook i know he's employed he's married you know he's living this phenomenal life and i feel so blessed you know and to have worked with him or a little boy that had such fear of dogs and had anxiety attacks and had a dog um and so you know i I I have a question for you because a lot of a lot of us light workers, especially once we've been through one of these traumatic situations that like strips away a lot of, I don't want to call it false identity, but the identity and personality that we cultivated in our childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of times we're left in this situation where it's, I really have this urgent feeling that I have a mission, but I don't have any freaking clue what it is. Do we need to have any freaking clue what it is to get pro- to get results here? Uh, I think so. Um, I think, first of all, and I work with people to help them, you know, really wake up their desires. Because I think the desires of the heart leave clues. And, and we actually, now, I want to clarify something. I think people get tripped up that there's like one purpose and one way to express it. And that I do not believe is true. Yeah. But I do believe that when you really allow people to get in their hearts, that things will start to materialize. More awareness becomes evident. And and people may not exactly know form, but they're starting to get clearer about maybe a step or two. Because as you and I both know, Nobody knows what's really in store for us or what's yeah, really exactly. Going on. It's like driving in the night with your your car. The head you can only see as far as the headlights. <laughs> so right. just keep even rolling then, forward. <laughs> and even then that's not always the case. And I yeah. can assure you, if somebody told me what my life was gonna look like for a while, I would have backed up and I would have said, I I'm not signing up for that. Hell no. Right. <laughs> So I know you brought a gift with you for the listeners today. Would you like to share what your gift is? Sure. Um, I have a complimentary ebook. It's called How to Rapidly Remedy the Three Major Issues Women Face. And men, you can you can get this too because there's some good information in it as well. Men face some of these things too, huh? Of course. And and so to access that. All you have to do do is go to SovereignSelf.media, and up at the top of the page, we will have Wendy's information, because she'll be the most recent show, and you can easily click and say, okay, here's here's what I want. I want the book. Gimme, gimme. (laughs) Yeah, and also just to mention, too, I hope if you feel the pull, You'll also consider getting my most recent book, Create Your Miraculous Life. It's never too late. There's lots of really good information and ideas and suggestions. And of course, if you're interested, please reach out to me. Yes, absolutely. And her contact information will be available on that same place, SovereignSelf.media. So we've got just a minute or so left at the end of the show here, Wendy. If you could look back and give that very busy 28, 30-year-old young mother a little bit of advice, what would you tell yourself? Oh, you know, what comes to mind immediately is please stop and smell the roses uh, to maybe slow down just a little bit and really value and appreciate the life that you have because it's truly a gift Please learn how to take better care of yourself. And, you know, just open that wonderful heart that you were given to love your family, love your friends, and count your blessings. Mm, Beautiful, beautiful advice. Um, 
like most advice, it sounds really simple on the surface, but it can be a little complicated. How did you unpick for yourself the urgency, right? Because I remember in my youth, there was a lot of urgency around everything. It was going to be the end of the world if the paper wasn't on time or if I didn't get there early to the whatever it is. Uh, how did you begin to unpick that so that you had more opportunity to appreciate the roses and your son or your spouse who happens to be there? Yeah, I, um, you know, that was a gradual process. But, you know, you have to remember, I was in physical recovery for quite some time. So I had a forced time out. And I don't know about you, but I mean, Oprah was on at that time, four o'clock. And that was the highlight of my day. So I typically sat in the corner of my sectional sofa, my leg raised, because I always had to have it elevated back then. And I was able to look outside in the street. So I had a lot of time to reflect. And, um, and I think that that was just a very gradual process. I have to also say, I just, because I was so traumatized, I didn't have the same energy or drive. So just starting to come out of all of that, um, I, I never returned to that old pace because I learned pretty quick. Um, that didn't work so well. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, just, I just did it. And I'm sure to some extent, also my brain injury uh, had me slow down um, because I didn't understand why I was having cha- the t- challenges that I was right. having. Yeah. And I didn't even know that I was having certain challenges. And it wasn't until somebody actually <clears throat> said something to me that it made it evident. So I think it, you know, it's like anything. You just have to, A, decide, and B, be willing to just take a step. You know, given my history, I'm not a big believer in bungee jumping. And so... <laughs> You know, I think it's just trying to say, well, what's that one little step that you can take? And you take it. Don't worry about maybe the others that follow it. Just take that one. And that alone will begin to make a difference. Thank you so much for joining me here today. And thank you to all our listeners who joined us today. We do this show for you. We do it with love and gratitude and with an attitude of service. I would love to hear from you how this show has helped and supported you, things you would like to get from the show in terms of help or support, people you'd like to see me talk to, uh, and any other comments that happen to come into your mind. You can send that to AskZofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A, at transformationspace.co. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here 